Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, no! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White, how about him? Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time for another edition of the Jets 2023 Offseason Roundtable. And so for that, we bring in a return guest, somebody I've been listening to on the radio for many years. So it's great to have him on here. And not just because sometimes it feels like he's the only other Nets fan on earth. And that, of course, (laughs) is Evan Roberts, who is the co-host of Carton Roberts Afternoons on WFAN. Evan, thanks so much for coming back on the show, man. It is always an honor. I'm a longtime listener, second-time guest. (laughs) Well, you want to talk about an honor. It's an honor to hear you say that you're a longtime listener. And I wanted to talk to you about the quarterback situation first, Evan, because before we started recording, we were talking about the Elimination Chamber. And I don't know that I've ever seen a crowd of people, I think it was about 17,000 people there in Montreal, that wanted something more than that crowd wanted Sami Zayn to win that match. Except... The Jets fans that want a quarterback. They have been (laughs) thirsting for a quarterback for what feels like decades. Even Ken O'Brien and Chad Pennington in the one year of Brett Favre, it always felt like the rug had been pulled out from under Jets fans because Chad Pennington looked like he was going to be elite and then boom, the shoulder. Brett Favre comes in for a year, then he tears his shoulder and he's gone. So Jets fans have been waiting really since Joe Namath to have that quarterback. Now, they may not necessarily get the long-term answer this offseason, but I think it's imperative 
that they do something to majorly upgrade the quarterback position. What are your thoughts on what they should do here, and what do you think is ultimately going to happen? Well, what's weird is I think in the past we've looked for a savior. That's what we've looked at looked at, at the quarterback position. And this is an offseason where we're not looking for a savior. We're looking for the guy that puts us over the top because we feel like we're close, especially after, after 2022 when really it's the quarterback position that held us back. So to me, here's how I look at it. And I, we've had a lot of discussions on the fan about this. And there's a lot of mixed opinions from callers who are Jet fans. I want Aaron Rodgers. I'm all in because I'm almost 40 years old. And I want to win a championship. And to me, it's very simple. He gives them the best chance to win a title. Yes, it's a smaller window. I think we all understand that. Yes, it's got a high disaster factor. I think we all get that too. But as a Nets fan, and I think it relates, I have no regrets that the Brooklyn Nets went all in to try to win an NBA title. And it just failed, right? It just Mm -hmm. failed miserably. But I have no regrets because they did what they needed to do to give themselves the best chance to win. I like Derek Carr. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a lot of guys I like. But Aaron Rodgers, and I don't even think this is debatable, is the guy who, if he's the man he was even a year ago when he's winning back-to-back, as he calls it, COVID MVPs, clearly, without question, gives them the best chance to win. And at this point in my fandom and my life, and I think most Jet fans would agree, that's all I'm thinking about. So... I want all in on Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think they've got a puncher's chance at him, so I don't think it's some kind of pipe dream. But that is my clear, no doubt about it, number one choice on what they should do at this position. My counter to that, and I'm curious what you think of this, is let's say Derek Carr is about the 12th best quarterback in the league, which means he's good to very good, not great. I think that's a fair assessment. And let's say Aaron Rodgers is probably just outside the top five now after what we saw last year, even though he was hurt. But I don't know that teams would pick him over Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert and all that at this point in time. So let's say maybe he's around six or seven, right? If you get Aaron Rodgers... You get him for definitely a year, maybe not more than that, right? Maybe he Mm -hmm. finishes the year, he goes into his black hole, and he decides to come out and say, you know what, nope, I'm done, I'm out of here, I don't want to play anymore. And so it's all over with. And now, remember, with Aaron Rodgers, you had to give up assets. We don't know exactly what, but the rumor is they're looking for two firsts, probably going to be something less than that, but you're still looking at potentially giving up the first round pick they have this year, which they need to grab an offensive lineman to protect whoever the quarterback is, and then some other assets. And I think one thing that gets overlooked about the Brett Favre experiment is that the Jets gave up a third rounder. So they were able to easily move on from Brett Favre when he decided to leave after a year. They pivoted right to Mark Sanchez because they still had the assets to do so. If Aaron Rodgers comes in, It's really Super Bowl or bust in a lot of ways because you have that incredibly short window. At most, you've got two years. And remember, in the AFC, we know how tough it is. We know how tough the division is. There's no guarantees they even win the division, right? So I totally get it. But to me, Derek Carr is a guy that if you bring him in here with this current roster and you continue to build the roster around him, like I said, you use that 13th pick on an offensive lineman. Maybe you use the second round pick that you were going to have to use in a trade to go get another piece maybe for the defense or another playmaker on offense. I think also Carr is severely underrated So that plays into my opinion here I think it extends that window Because Evan, I think you could have Carr For maybe five, six years 
and really have a chance to do something with him if you build out that roster. I agree with you. I think there's no question that Aaron Rodgers is the better player. But I think all things told, couldn't you make an argument that maybe it makes a little more sense to grab Carr when you consider there's zero in trade compensation that needs to be given up? There's a longer window and you have more opportunities to build that roster around him? There's no doubt that the window's longer with Derek Carr. I, I'm skeptical what the package is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you're right. When they made the deal for Favre about a decade plus ago, it feels like it was five minutes ago, but a decade <laughs> and a half ago, they didn't give up nearly as much. I'm not convinced it's going to have to be multiple first-round picks, but I guess we'll see. You know, we'll find out who's right about that. Mm-hmm. I think, though, that – well, I completely agree with the assessment. Derek Carr is the 12th best quarterback in the NFL, no doubt. I think Rodgers is right there with Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Allen. The only reason we would put him behind is just based on age. It's just based on looking at the big picture. But I'd be looking at the small picture, which is two years. I'm looking at a two-year window. Mm -hmm. If he's playing at the level he was playing at two years ago Mm -hmm. and not the guy we saw last year with a lot of young receivers and obviously the finger injury, Mm -hmm. then I think he's right there with anybody. And that gives me a better chance to win, granted – in a smaller period of time, but gives me a better chance to win. So you're right about the other kind of pluses of just simply plucking Derek Carr. But I still think in this league, in this era, I got to have the best quarterback possible, especially in a division with Josh Allen, especially in a conference with Mahomes and with um, Joe Burrow and the emergence of Trevor Lawrence and Justin (laughs) Herbert. It's ridiculous how many good young quarterbacks from this league. But I still think even over a shorter period of time, This gives me the best chance to compete with those guys. Now, here's the thing, and this happens sometimes, especially on Sports Talk Radio. Because I'm arguing for Rodgers, that doesn't mean that signing Derek Carr is like some kind of massive disappointment. You're right. I mean, he is, to me, the clear second-best option. Mm -hmm. So if they walk away with Derek Carr as a Jet fan, I'm still going to be incredibly giddy going into next year. But when you factor in the pick you have to give up or picks you have to give up, the extended window for a car. It's all fair, and maybe it kind of tightens the gap a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm still kind of throwing that Hail Mary pass at the guy who has a chance, if he's playing at the level he was playing at two years ago, to be an elite of the elite and go toe-to-toe with some of the best quarterbacks in the world. And that's why I would still go all in on him. I think the timeline, though, makes things difficult. I mean, can you really say to Derek Carr while you're eating lasagna with him, hey, by the way, pal, can you wait a couple of weeks? <laughs> because we want to see what Aaron Rodgers is thinking. Like, it's a complicated thing. And then you risk, by waiting on Rodgers, losing Carr. And then there's obviously a drop-off to the next tier of quarterbacks. But for me, it's worth it. Like, I think the reward is so high in getting a Aaron Rodgers at his prime. Because I still think he can be in his prime for a year or two. I'm not convinced that last year is the new Aaron Rodgers. I still think it's worth it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Evan, the funny part is none of this would be necessary if Zach Wilson had panned out. And right now it's not looking like that's going to happen. Certainly Ugh. hasn't so far. How surprised and disappointed are you with what happened with Zach Wilson? What do you think went wrong here? And do you think there's any chance that he could get fixed? No, it's over. It's over, especially here. I, You know, one thing I'm glad about, to be honest with you, is that, and I think we saw this on the other side with the Giants and Daniel Jones, and even us to a degree with Sam Darnold, where we're not sure what to think going into year three. And sometimes that's not a good thing. Like, I was saying this before this season started. I said, I want to have a definitive answer on Zach Wilson, whether he's the guy, no doubt, we found our man, or... This is a disaster. Let's move on. I think the worst spot you could be in is being unsure. So as bad as he was this season, I think it's almost a good thing that we know the answer and we're not mm. screwing around here. We're not having these internal debates of, hey, uh, should we run Zach back out for another year? Uh, what happened to him? I, I don't know, man. Like, I guess I, th- I guess it's just another example of a guy who's got all the physical tools but just can't take it to the next level. Um, I think his reading of defense was horrific (laughs) and maybe that's the (laughs) ultimate problem that he had, but look, we've seen a lot of guys come and go in the NFL who have all the physical tools and for whatever reason, they just can't put it all together. And I think there were a few things that killed Zach Wilson. I think the lack of trust he had in the locker room was just the cherry on top. I don't think that necessarily caused his issues, but I think his smarts, I think his football IQ was a problem. So I think it's time to move on. I think it's good that we all pretty much agree it's time to move on. This idea that you can keep him around and still develop him, to me, is insane. I think it's a fallacy. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you're going to bring in, let's say it's Aaron Rodgers, and Zach's going to stick around for a year or two, and then what? Then you're literally going to hand the keys over to him? It doesn't make any sense. So I think if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm trying to sell and get as much as I can back. I'm not sure it's a lot. I'm not sure it's nearly as much as he got for Sam Darnold when he traded him off two years ago. But I think it's actually a good thing that we can all, for the most part, agree 
that this hasn't worked and we need to move on. Because it would have been the worst situation possible if we're wasting our time debating if Zach Wilson can turn it around in year three. Because the answer is obvious, no. You said before that it's a fallacy, and I agree with you, but it is interesting that a lot of Jets fans seem to believe that if the Jets got Aaron Rodgers because of his relationship with Zach Wilson, that somehow Aaron Rodgers would come in here, tap Zach Wilson on the shoulder, say, all right, kid, let's get to work, and all of a sudden Zach Wilson would reach his ceiling. I've never seen that happen in the NFL ever, where a veteran quarterback comes in and magically fixes a quarterback who was this bad. The closest thing... I think we've ever seen was what happened in San Francisco with Alex Smith and Jim Harbaugh, but that was a coach, not a veteran quarterback. I've never seen any parallel to what we're talking about with Zach Wilson. So I agree with you. I think, unfortunately, at this point, if Zach Wilson is going to make it somewhere, it would probably be a place like San Francisco, right? Because if anybody could get something out of him, it would be somebody like Kyle Shanahan, right? And not only that, when Robert Sala was saying a few months ago, Hey, look at Daniel Jones. Look how he's finally turned it around. I'm screaming at the YouTube channel where I'm watching him saying, (laughs) Coach, he has different coaches. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want to fire yourself, Robert? (laughs) I mean, yeah, there's going to be a new offensive coordinator, sure. But Daniel Jones went from Pat Shermer to Joe Judge to Brian (laughs) Dable. He had a million offensive coordinators. So in his turnaround, like it wasn't the same guy sitting there figuring it out. So, yeah, it's not going to work here. It's not going to work here from an economic standpoint either. Like, he's making a decent amount of money. You're going to have him sit back for another year. He's going to watch Aaron Rodgers. Then maybe he's going to sit back for another year and watch Aaron Rodgers. And then what? You're going to exercise his fifth-year option? You're going to give him a brand-new contract and then blindly hand hand it back to him? Like, it just – it doesn't make sense on any levels. It's almost as if we as Jet fans – I don't think it's the majority of us. I think it's just a few of us are trying to somehow rationalize how it can still work with him. Look, it sucks. Man, every time the Jets draft a quarterback, we all hope for the same thing. Like, we're all hoping, no matter what our opinions are at the time, we always, it's not about being right, it's about we want to find our franchise quarterbacks. We're all mm-hmm. hoping whoever's drafted, whether it's Sam Darnold or it's Geno Smith or it's Mark Sanchez or it's Zach Wilson or whomever it is, we're all hoping that they're the answer. But there comes a time where you just have to be honest. And I know we all get there at different times. I I acknowledge that. But we should all clearly be there that Aaron Rodgers is not going to come in here, you know, give Zach some kind of massage, and then instantly he's going to become a franchise quarterback in two years. It's crazy. So I hope the Jets are smart and they just move on. And whatever they can get for him, I'll take. Evan, since you brought up Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, let's talk about them a little bit. Where are you at with this regime so far? I think Joe Douglas, it's weird. Joe Douglas has done a great job, even though – this franchise doesn't have a quarterback. They don't They don't have a left tackle. <laughs> and we're not sure about the head coach. So while he hasn't nailed it yet in the three most important cogs in building a football team, in my opinion, quarterback, left tackle, head coach, he has put together a roster that has us all believing. Let's be honest. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of us think, wow, this franchise is a quarterback away from being a legitimate contender. Uh, obviously last year's draft looks like it can be an all-timer. So I'm I'm not close to like saying, boy, Joe's on the hot seat. They have to fire him if they don't make the playoffs. I'm I'm, I'm not oblivious to the roster he's built and how impressive it is. Salah's a little bit different. You know, the jury's out on Robert Salah. Well, let's be perfectly honest. Uh, I think he, more than anybody else, needs to be in the postseason this year. Otherwise, 
there's a really good chance that they should be looking for another head coach. I'm not there yet, but I thought there were certainly some signs during the regular season that made you wonder, is he the guy? And I'm not a believer in just waiting because of time. I think the Giants are a great example of this. The Giants fired coaches within two years, three coaches in a row, right? How absurd is that? But -hmm. they were right to do it. They were right that Ben McAdoo wasn't the answer. They were right that Pat Shermer wasn't the answer. They were right that Joe Judge wasn't the answer. To stick around because of time, because, ah, two years isn't enough time, that's not the reason to keep a coach around. So I think this is a big make-or-break year for Robert Sala. Uh, I've seen enough things that concern me. I've seen some things that make me feel okay. But I think with a quarterback, and I am confident they're going to get one, even if it's not Rodgers, there's going to be no excuse for him. So much more so than Joe Douglas, who I think has done a good job. Uh, the jury's out on Salah, and this is going to be a make-or-break year for him. What do you think of the decision to hire Nathaniel Hackett? I really liked it. Okay, I, I did, because the first thing we need to do is forget what he did as a head coach. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It means absolutely nothing. And then I look at his record as an offensive coordinator, and it's mixed. Like, I'll be honest, I know that. He wasn't calling plays in Green Bay. He did have his moments in Jacksonville. I mean, think about it. They were so close to going to a Super Bowl. And he got the most out of a guy that's, you know, basically a joke around the league in Blake Bortles. So I appreciate his track record. I definitely appreciate his history with Rodgers in terms of the way Aaron talks about him. Because I do watch every Aaron Rodgers interview with Pat McAfee. I consider myself an Aaron Rodgers-ologist, much <laughs> like I was a Kyrie Irving-ologist, where I have to study these guys to figure out what they mean and what they say. So it's obvious he loves Nathaniel Hackett. Hiring him doesn't hurt. That's not the reason to hire him. But I think having someone who has experience to me was the priority when they moved on from the floor and they moved on from him. I don't want to hear how it was mutual. Give me a break. They needed someone who's done the job before. That's what was so important. And Nathaniel Hackett has. So... I know there's some mixed views on it, but when I heard the hire, I was happy about it. He was one of my top, I'd say, three or four choices. So I like the hire of Hackett. And Evan, to your greater point about Hackett and his experience level and all of that, he doesn't just have that relationship with Aaron Rodgers, but as we know, he runs that West Coast offense in which Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo are both a strong fit. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's Rodgers or bust when you hire Nathaniel Hackett all of the top quarterback targets, or at least the presumed top quarterback targets, would fit what Hackett likes to do. Absolutely. And even throwing in the Downing hire and his history with Ryan Tannehill, I know he's not the hottest option for a lot of Jet fans. I think mm-hmm. they did a really good job covering themselves, like you said, that no no matter whom they bring in, assuming it's those guys, and I really do think it is. Like I don't think it's going to be someone not named Rodgers, Carr, Garoppolo, Tannehill. Like, I think those are, to me, the guys. I'd be really surprised if it's not one of those guys. And, yeah, I think that the staff they put together does a pretty good job covering that no matter who it is, it'll feel like a fit. Evan, I want to go back to something you said before about the Jets not having a left tackle. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. I think Mekhi Becton is going to come back off of this latest injury and have an outstanding season. Now, I may end up beating my words on that, and they absolutely have to go out and get an insurance policy. You can't rely on a guy who's missed two straight seasons, but I do think he's going to come back and play very well. And so I want to talk about the offseason and what they should do for a plan there, because obviously left tackle factors into that, whether it's the draft or free agency. 
What do you think the Jets should be looking at doing as far as the guys that are already on their roster and guys they should be pursuing in free agency in the draft? You don't have to necessarily give me any names as far as free agency in the draft, but just general strategy. If you do have names, though, feel free to throw them in. There are some guys right now on the roster that are being talked about as potential cap casualties. We've heard about Carl Lawson, Braxton Berrios, Corey Davis. Where are you on those guys and the general offseason plan for the Jets? Well, I think the priority is the offensive line. So I agree with you on that. I think that just because there's really like, what are you going to do with Mackay back? You know, I'm not necessarily confident that he's going to come back Mm -hmm. and have this incredible season because I just haven't seen it. Like he hasn't stayed healthy. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's never available. And last year was certainly the hope of the same thing that, Oh, Mackay Becton's going to come back. He's in the best shape of his life. He's going to be healthy. And it ended before it started with that said, I'm not getting rid of him. Obviously he's going to have a shot. I think the priority has to be fixing this offensive line, building depth on this offensive line so that if it does backfire with Becton right out of the gate, you know, you're not left with your pants down. I think Elijah Vera Tucker being healthy for a full season is going to be amazing because he was so good last year before he got hurt. The fact that he was a Swiss Army knife and they stuck him everywhere on that offensive line and he was either adequate to awesome no matter where they put him was incredibly big. It would be nice for a franchise that's had such a great history at center to kind of get us somebody who's going to be our center for the next 12 years, whether it's in the draft or not. So I would prioritize building this offensive line. I don't think they're going to have to trade that first round pick for Aaron Rodgers. I don't like they may have to trade a next year, first round pick, maybe a second round pick. I think they're going to be able to find a way to hold on to that pick. And I would prioritize building this line because it's going to be, so essential, no matter who the quarterback is. Um, I think that Quincy Williams would be tough to lose. Like Quincy Williams over the last few years has been tremendous for this team on defense. So I would hope they'd be able to bring him back. Cap-wise, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some creativity. Um, Braxton Berrios, it's funny. Last year, I think we were all begging to bring him back. Like, ah, oh, we got to bring back Braxton Berrios. Losing him as a cap casualty? doesn't feel like it would be the worst thing in the world right now. It doesn't feel like it would sit this team back that much. But right now, going into the offseason, besides quarterback, which is obvious, I think it's building more depth on this offensive line, uh, creating a situation where even if Becton flames out immediately and you're wrong with your prediction, they're not completely screwed. Uh, And obviously trying to figure out a way to creatively restructure some of these deals so you don't lose too much talent on defense would be a priority. Adding a safety would be nice. Uh, But it's fun that we're not – it feels different than the last few years where I don't feel like we're a million pieces away. Like this is a really good core roster that Joe Douglas has built. So it doesn't feel like it did even last year where they needed corners, right? I mean, think about it. And they went out and did it. And now you feel so great, especially after watching Sauce for a full year. So it certainly feels very different than the past few off-seasons as far as how much they actually need to do. Evan, some quick non-Jets topics while I have you. The Nets. I'm with you. I wanted them to go all in. No regrets about them doing what they did. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Look, the only way you can win in the NBA, and this is different in the NFL, but in the NBA, you've got to have stars or you've got to get insanely lucky drafting stars the way that the Golden State Warriors did, which is astronomically tough to do. And so the Nets went out there and tried their best 
to do what they had to do to win a championship. It didn't work out. And now it feels like they're right back where they were before, right? They've got that fun, plucky team with some good players that probably gets into the playoffs and loses in the first round. And maybe they can find a way to go out and get more stars who look at this as an attractive situation, kind of the way that Durant and Kyrie Irving did a couple of years ago. They got back the draft picks that they ended up giving up. So basically, they are the Kenny Atkinson Nets now, just without Kenny Atkinson, with Jacques Vaughn in the Kenny Atkinson seat. What do you think about how it all unfolded? My personal thought is that I'm not happy that it all imploded. I'm not happy that they didn't win a championship. But considering everything that went down, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it could have been after the Celtic trade seven years ago Mm -hmm. where they had nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were literally starting from nothing. So from that standpoint, yeah, they are back to being the pre-KD Kyrie Nets with a little bit of hope but not championship hope. And that's a very tough transition. It's tough to a month ago think, wow, this team can win a title, to now, well, maybe they can win a round. Maybe they can have a feisty first-round series. So as a fan, it's a very tough adjustment to make that. Um, I blame Kyrie Irving for everything. I give him credit for everything, and I blame him for everything. I don't think Durant was ever coming here without Kyrie Irving, so I guess I thank Kyrie for wanting to bless us in Brooklyn with his talent and skill, because I think that directly led to Durant wanting to come here. But once... Kyrie decided that his contract and really his ego was the number one priority. And he prioritized that over his ability to play with Durant and his chance to win an NBA championship. And he decided to just blow the whole thing up. There was no coming back from it because while I liked the deal that they made, and I thought it was the best deal they had on the table, Kevin Durant has shown that he wants to play with other stars and he wasn't going to love being the one lone superstar with a lot of good wing players and three-point shooters behind him, like he didn't look at that as a championship situation. And he was going to demand, go get me another star. The Nets were unable to do that. They were not going to trade Nicholas Claxton and every pick they had left for Pascal Siakam. I wouldn't have done it just to keep Durant happy for a few months. So I think once Kyrie blew it up, they had no choice. And you're never going to get equal value for Durant. I thought they did as well as they could. I think this is going to be really intriguing to see Mikel Bridges and see how good can he be as the leading man. Uh, They better keep Cam Johnson long-term. You don't trade for a guy and then let him walk away after one year in restricted free agency. And like you mentioned, they're loaded up on picks. Uh, But you're right. Like, this era is not going to teach anybody a lesson. It's not going to say, oh, that means you don't get stars. No, you still have to get stars. Mm -hmm. So the next superstar that becomes available the nets are going to go after and rightfully so because that's the only formula formula to winning an nba championship so right now as a fan it's weird because i love my team i watch every second of every game it is difficult to go from championship aspirations Mm -hmm. to this but i'm enjoying the team so far they don't have a lot of time because the playoffs are going to be here before you know it these guys have to gel they haven't played a lot together But it'll be an interesting few weeks. I just hope they could avoid the play-in tournament and avoid the Knicks jumping ahead of them because that would bother Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) That would annoy me if that happens. It's funny you said that because a friend of mine said to me the other day, the only thing I ask for at this point is that the Nets finish with a better record than the Knicks. That's all you can ask for (laughs) at this point as a Nets fan, I think. Really quickly, Evan, on wrestling and baseball. With baseball, I think the Yankees and the Mets are both going to be good this year. I know you're a big Mets fan. How happy are you that Steve Cohen went out and spent 
the way that he did. I don't understand anybody that would have any problem with that. Let the man spend his money. He's got $11 billion. There's no cap. Let him deal with it. And anybody who's crying about it, just keep crying. And I say this as a Yankees fan, by the way. I think the Yankees are going to do well this year, too. I wouldn't be all that surprised to see both teams make a deep playoff run. And then with wrestling, I know you and I were talking about the Elimination Chamber earlier. I know that you had different thoughts than I did. I would have gone with Sami Zayn as champion and put him over at Elimination Chamber. I just think he had gotten so hot in the moment, called for it. You thought otherwise, and you made some compelling points that I don't necessarily disagree with. And then obviously there's AEW. I'm totally out on AEW right now. They just don't know how to tell any stories. It feels indie-rific to me. I can't really get into it. Although I will recommend to you, Evan, since I have you, MLW is awesome. And now they're on Reels channel. So if you can watch that, I highly recommend it. I think it's Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock on Reels channel, MLW. So your thoughts right now, state of pro wrestling and what's going on in baseball with the Mets and Yankees heading into the season. The the Sammy stuff was awesome. Like that was Mm -hmm. and is one of the best storylines they've had in a very, very long time. I just, I guess I'm a traditionalist Mm -hmm. (laughs) when it comes to wrestling. (laughs) I can't have a guy who's had a 900-day title run, something I've never seen in my lifetime. I was too young to really understand Hogan's first run as champion. So this is the longest title run I've ever seen. I can't have that title run end at Elimination Chamber. You want to end it at WrestleMania with Sami Zayn? Okay, fine. So that's why, you know, and I was glued to the event. I got my six-year-old into it. He loves pro wrestling now. I, I, I was not rooting. As much as the crowd was electric, as great as Sammy's been, I couldn't get past having that kind of title change at Elimination Chamber because they've booked themselves in a really weird spot. They have the most powerful title reign of our era, and you have to get it right when he loses. I think it's actually similar to the Undertaker streak. Like, if you're going to end the streak, which they did, you better do it with the right guy. You better do it in the right moment. Everything's got to be perfect. And I'm not sure that as great as Montreal is, that that was the perfect moment. And they got to think long and hard about even WrestleMania with Cody. Is Cody the guy? Is that really the guy and the moment that you want to use in the biggest title change we've ever seen? Because it will be. I'm sorry. It's the biggest title change we'll ever see because we're talking about a title reign that's unparalleled. But overall, I guess I'm more disappointed that they didn't end the Sammy stuff at WrestleMania. Because then I think I would have been more on board with that's the guy. That's the moment. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is how you take the belt off of him. But Elimination Chamber, I'm not sure about. As far as everyone crying about the Mets, wah, wah, wah. We had to live with the Wilpons for decades and decades <laughs> and their frugality, mm-hmm. if you will. So I'm glad that Steve Cohen is a bully. The Yankees are a big market team, too. They, they take crap sometimes. But I said this on the air a few weeks ago. Name me the guy the Yankees wanted that they didn't get. Like, when they target someone, Garrett Cole is probably the more recent example of it, or even keeping Aaron Judge is the more recent example of it. They get the big-ticket item that they want. They're just now joined by someone else. They're joined by a fellow New Yorker who wants to spend. (laughs) Obviously, got to win a championship, but as a Mets fan, it is thrilling to see an owner that gives all the right answers and feeds us fans the red meat we want about winning and spending and not giving a you-know-what what anyone else thinks. 
Couldn't agree more. And like I said, I'm a Yankee fan, but I've been telling my Mets fan friends, let Steve Cohen spend his money. And if people want to complain, let them complain. As a Yankee fan, I've heard people whine and whine and whine about the Yankees spending forever. It really doesn't matter. It's an uncapped sport. So it just comes down to how much the billionaire owner wants to spend. And I don't know about you, Evan, but I don't really care about Steve Cohen's overall wealth nest the same way <laughs> that I don't care about the overall wealth of the Steinbrenners. So I'm with you. If I was a Mets fan, I would be really excited to have Steve Cohen. Evan Roberts, the co-host of Carton and Roberts Afternoons on WFAN. Thank you so much for coming on. It's a blast talking to you. It was a blast the last time. I hope we can do this more often. And like I've told you before, if you ever want me to come on your podcast, just let me know. For those that want to listen to your podcast, how can they download and check it out? And obviously you're on WFAN, not just during the week, but you've got those weekend shows too, right? I do. Yeah. There's too much of me. Clearly I got to, I got to somehow <laughs> slow this down, but, uh, yeah, two o'clock on the fan with Craig. I, I host a med exclusive podcast called Rico Bronia that we try to update two, three times a week that you can download wherever you download podcasts. And then whenever I have random thoughts about wrestling in the Nets, the Evan Roberts podcast. But I appreciate it. And I'm I ain't kidding around. You are one of my go-tos. I have a like a handful of go-to podcasts, but when it comes to the Jets, you are the one I listen to. You do you do a lot of them, which I appreciate. You break down everything, which I appreciate. Even I, if even if I disagree with that tier list from a couple of days ago, <laughs> I still listen to it and I enjoyed it. So keep up the good work, man. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Evan. It's an honor to hear you say that. And by the way, I have to bring this up since you said that your podcast, when you do the Mets stuff, is called Rico Bronia. And I've always been curious why, but I will say this. I met Rico Bronia at a signing years ago legitimately one of the nicest athletes I've ever met in my life. He talked to me for like 15 minutes and he talked to me as though he knew me for years and I was just some bratty little kid at the time who was a big baseball fan. So I'm glad that you named your podcast Rico Bronia because that's a guy whose name deserves to still be out there. He is a good dude and you know it's very simple. As a young Met fan, I loved Rico Bronia. That was it. <laughs> I loved watching him play defense at first base. I was always a big fan of his. So it's my... uh Little way of honoring him, I guess, by naming a Met podcast after him. A guy who deserves to be honored. So make sure that you listen to Evan's podcast, including Rico Bronia. Check out him and Craig Carton on the radio on WFAN. And check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns up there right now. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, you heard Evan and I talk about it before. Who would be a better option for a variety of different reasons? Watch the film and decide for yourself. Also, check out our store at tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take much time. Doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, it'd be quite great. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital, playlikeajet.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.